0: Let me be straight with you. This is a radio commercial for three small business insurance. The policy has no fine print. It's clear what's covered. So while you can't see the following scene, just know that this pet store is protected by three. Joe, did you leave the snake tank open? Look, I don't want to point fingers, but yes. It's biting me. sir. I'm calling my lawyer. They're going to need some help with this mess. Luckily, they have three. No fine print, just exceptional coverage. Three is a product of Berkshire Hathaway Direct Insurance Company. Three. No nonsense, just common sense. Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed medical management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa
1: Charles. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles. Dr. Charles is a doctor of osteopathy. You find her at the WellMed Clinic in San Antonio, Texas, at the Ingram Park Mall. And we have a delightful time talking with each other. I uh, have been doing this for uh, quite a while now, and we've tried to provide as much information as we can uh, for folks, uh, not only seniors, but uh, folks who are uh, dealing with all kinds of health and medical-related issues. And so if you don't hear something you'd like to hear, uh, just let us know. You can uh, email us at uh, Radio, and we would be delighted to uh, add whatever topic you're looking for. And so, Dr. Uh, Charles, we're going to deal with really uh, an important side for patients because most patients don't really understand how to deal with doctors, how to find a doctor, uh, how, how to be sure you're getting the kind of customer service that you ought to be getting.
2: I mean, absolutely, and these are things we maybe take for granted in the medical field because, you know, it's what we do day in and day out, but patients may not be aware of what kinds of things they need to know, what kinds of things they need to be looking for, um, things to ask their providers. Um, So, I mean, this is a great conversation for us to have.
1: Well, that gives me an opportunity to welcome our special guest, Dr. Stephanie Copeland. Uh, She has an MD, an MBA. You find her at the WellMed Network of Texas based in Dallas. She serves as the regional medical director for quality for the OptumCare in North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth region. That's a mouthful, including WellMed and USMD. She earned her medical degree from the University of Texas Southwestern in Dallas, completed her residency at the University of Texas Southwestern in Dallas, where she also served as chief resident. Dr. Copeland also completed a master's in business administration at the University of Texas in Dallas. So obviously, Dr. Copeland, you are overeducated. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I love school, Ron. What can I say? Thanks for Well, having- I'm the
1: same way. I've got a BA, an MA, and a JD. So uh, uh, I, I also enjoyed school a lot. <laughs> but I appreciate you joining us. And tell me about the area in which you've carved out uh, a lot of expertise, dealing with quality and quality control and trying to be sure the patients are getting the kind of service that, that we expect.
3: Yeah, Ron, I think it's really critical that... Everyone knows how to make the most out of their doctor's appointments. It, you know, your time is valuable. Your health is critical. If you don't have your health, right, what do you have? So I, I think it's really um, the first step for folks is choosing a primary care physician. And for those who haven't done it, uh, it's time. Uh, they are your health care quarterback. And without that quarterback, you just can't have the coordination that's going to give you your best health. And one thing that I love to emphasize, I think people sometimes forget, I know my abuelita, my grandmother, uh, she did not go to a doctor unless she was bleeding or her limb was falling off.
1: Uh, right. but,
3: but what we want to really emphasize today is that we are asking folks, go see your primary care doctor when you're not sick. Go in and have a conversation. Learn about all the screenings that can ensure that you stay healthy if you are healthy. And also um, build a relationship with that doctor. Let them know your preferences in healthcare. Maybe you don't like a lot of prescriptions. Maybe there are certain things that you would like more of, like more time with them, more conversation with them. Or maybe you need help coordinating with specialists or other um, physicians and other services that you've got
1: when you mentioned uh, trying to pick a PCP uh, one of the things I've tried to do is pre-interview a doctor before I sign on the dotted line so I can get a sense of whether our personalities match. Uh, I, I want someone who's got a sense of humor, somebody who's very communicative, somebody, uh, you know, who looks you in the eye when they talk to you. And so I like to pre-interview.
3: Ron, that is a fantastic technique. And in fact, you know, there's so many doctors that are smart. um, They know their craft. um, They have gone to a great medical school, perhaps. But, you know, if your personality doesn't gel well with that doctor, you're not going to get the most out of those visits. An example, my husband, he doesn't want a lot of chatter. (laughs) He wants to go (laughs) in. get things done and get out. Me, on the other hand, I want to have someone I can converse with and talk to and, um, you know, have some fun conversation with at the beginning of the visit. So I I think that's a really critical piece.
1: And my wife always kids me that I am so chit chatty. I can turn a 10 minute meeting into an hour uh, very easily.
2: It happens. It happens.
1: (laughs) Uh, We definitely have
2: patients like that. Yes.
1: (laughs) And then one of the things that uh, I'm always curious about, uh, if you have to see, uh, specialists and and other providers. If uh, and, and as we age, many of us uh, may need a cardiologist. We may need a dermatologist. We may need a rheumatologist. We may need a podiatrist. All those other specialties. Uh, how do you manage that? Keep control of it and know you're getting what you need.
3: Well, I think those visits with the primary care doctor are an excellent time to share with them all of the different specialists that you're seeing. It really helps your primary care doctor to assist you in coordinating that care. And they may not even understand that you had that visit or that they need to go after those lab results or those notes that happened after the visit. Or maybe you need to see that specialist and you cannot get in or you can't figure out who is the best one for me to see. So, again, working with your primary care doc, that will allow them to give you the help. That's what they're there for. Their staff, the primary care, they want to help you in that mission. The other piece too, though, is perhaps you were in the hospital or in the emergency room and big things happened while you were there. Um, The primary care doctor, if you can keep them up to speed when those things happen, that's going to allow them to integrate, to take all the information from those visits and help make sure you have the best plan after you leave the hospital so that hopefully you don't go back in, which is a big I agree. Um, and that's
2: one of the things that we do focus on is, you know, because when you have a primary care doctor, um, part of the relationship there is to to know. Now, most of the time, the hospitals, if, especially if you go to the preferred ones, will notify the PCP when a patient's been in the hospital, when your patient's been there. And that signals us to, alerts us, you know, to try to contact our patients and try to get them in for a visit. There's so many times that a patient goes to the emergency room and is prescribed a medication, but they didn't understand why it was important or what it was for. And if they don't take it, then it leads to worsening of the condition and another trip to the hospital. And that's part of where we can step in and and try to support and make sure, hey, did you pick up this medication? Because you were diagnosed with this when you were in the emergency room and that requires treatment with this. And this is why it's important. And so those conversations... Are, are, are needed and that's why we recommend that you contact your doctor's office if you haven't been contacted by them after a hospitalization to let them know, hey, I was just in the emergency room, um, I need a visit because we wanna see them, we wanna see you at that point.
1: Let I, me step I, in for just a moment, If uh, pardon me for interrupting, I wanna let folks know who just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles and we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline with Dr. Stephanie Copeland, we're talking about all the stuff involved in finding the right PCP, developing a relationship, talking about that relationship, and what Dr. Charles just mentioned, Dr. Copeland, is follow up after a hospital or emergency room visit.
3: Yes, and you know Dr. Charles made such an excellent point about um, being able to ensure that the medications that you get prescribed in the hospital that you know why you 're on them and how to use them and I have a story, a personal story. My dad was in the hospital for 21 days and was newly put on insulin. And so that's a medicine, you have to give yourself a shot in the skin. And he went home and no one taught him how to do that shot. And he didn't even know if it was important. Wow. So he didn't have a follow-up with his doctor. He didn't know how to do the shot, So he calls his daughter, me, who's living six hours away saying, you think I should do this? And so I'm like, oh my goodness, so I'm trying to help train my dad to you know, do a shot of via phone six hours away because he didn't have that good relationship with the PCP and the PCP didn't know about his hospitalization. So that is a critical piece, that communication to hopefully eliminate those really scary times uh, when you're not quite sure what you should do.
1: How did you teach him? Did you use FaceTime or Zoom?
3: Yeah, yeah, I used a FaceTime and uh, did that. And uh, boy, but it, it wasn't optimal, but we got the job done. <laughs>
1: That's an and, and incredible that story. Is, That's a failure on the part of the hospital during the discharge. Right. Not well, making sure that your dad understood what was being transmitted in the way of information.
2: I imagine that, you know, sometimes they make assumptions or you know, you have so many patients that are on insulin that you just figure they're going to know how to do it. I mean, I don't know, that's incredible that he may, you know, made it out of the hospital without even knowing how to inject. Insulin, but I hear stories like that. Like it does happen. Wow, which
1: it's is also a good reason it's so important. It's a good reason to have somebody with you, Doctor Copeland, so that uh, you don't do it alone. You have someone there, maybe mm-hmm. a spouse, maybe a significant other, uh, maybe a caretaker, somebody who can help on un- transmit that information.
3: Absolutely, I think having not only your family around you and your friends, um, but again having your health team around you, having that primary care nurse that you always call and and chat with about these things. And um, again, ensuring that if no one called you for a follow-up appointment, you are aggressively calling your doctor to let them know, I need to come in and see you. I just had all these things done. All of those pieces are going to help be a safety net. So hopefully things like that never happen to any of the folks listening today.
1: And a lot of that fits into, uh, Uh, medical literacy, which we can talk about as well, making sure that you're really communicating. I want to talk, too, about understanding medications and how to be sure you're on the right drugs for the right reason. And we'll do all that in just a moment. If you're with us, we're delighted to have you here. This is WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. And we're talking on the WellMed Radio Hotline from Dallas with Dr. Stephanie Copeland. (music)
0: WellMed is a homegrown Texas health care provider. During the Medicare annual enrollment period, be sure to pick a plan that includes WellMed for care focused on you. Visit WellMed, findadoctor.com, slash radio 3, or call 210-675-8189. Calling this number connects to Simply Enroll, license number 2623-676, a licensed insurance agency that explains Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplemental Insurance drug options to Medicare enrollees.
1: Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. And we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline out of the great city of Dallas, Texas, with Dr. Stephanie Copeland. You find her at the WellMed Network of Texas in Dallas. She has an MD and an MBA and a whole lot more dealing with issues involving patient care, quality control, managing the kind of care system that we find ourselves in. And Dr. Copeland, I was mentioning, a moment ago, issue involving a medication because, uh, and and I use myself as an example, Uh, I'm someone who had no medicine whatsoever, didn't need it, wasn't an issue. And then I developed uh, some problems, uh, AFib uh, and and some other issues uh, that led to all of a sudden, I find myself taking blood thinners, taking all kinds of stuff that I have to keep track of, uh, which was new for me. Uh, How do you manage that?
3: Well, Ron, I think one of the best things that you can do is with your primary care physician, bringing those bottles in with you to every single visit really gives an opportunity to have a deep discussion around what's best in your regimen, what's going to help you have your best health, and not only your prescription bottles, but also, the vitamins and the supplements that you might be taking those over the counters that your doctor might not have visibility to. you mentioned blood thinners, right? There are some things that can have very serious side effects that are over the counter if they're taken with blood thinners. so again, those are some of the types of things that um, we would love to have patients do every time is just bring those bottles in, have a discussion, we can talk about interactions. The best regimen uh, avoiding duplicate meds sometimes a medicine has different names but it's the same medicine you might be overdosing on that and not even know it because you got it from two different docs and the other thing is i don't know about you ron but uh, my mom's always telling me how she's got so many pills and she's wishing she could decrease those and so she actually recently had a discussion with her doctor and was able to hone down some of those medications because it can be a real challenge doing the work of being a patient or being a person taking a lot of meds, it takes a ton of mental energy. It's a huge mental load.
1: You know, bringing the medications into your doctor visit, I felt like a street guy, shoving them into a little plastic garbage bag and bringing them in. So I Googled on Amazon pill cases and I found a neat little zipper case that all my little bottles fit into uh, and carried in. It looks like I'm carrying a little Piccolo case.
3: Oh, that's That's nice. Yeah. And I think some of our well-med clinics also have medication bags that could be utilized. It looks like a little cooler. So that's another great option. And then certainly if you have medications, say they're refrigerated or, you know, perhaps you aren't able to carry those for a physical reason. Um, nowadays with the iPhones, we can also take pictures of some of those that can right. be ported. So I think that's another great Um, use of technology, if folks have that resource to do that as well.
1: And then one of the challenges, and maybe both Dr. Charles and you, Dr. Copeland, uh, have a tip for this. Uh, Sometimes it's difficult to keep track of the time of day and the pills you're taking. Be sure you get the right pills at the right time.
3: I mean,
2: those are discussions that we have um, with patients, especially when they when they have those concerns, because there are some medicines that are twice a day, some medicines that are supposed to be given in the evening, others that right. are supposed to be given in the morning, some on an empty stomach, some with food. It can be a little confusing. Um, I know I've had patients that will, if they're savvy, you know, they'll actually make a little, like a Word document, a little, um, you know, so that we can kind of say, okay, in the morning, you're going to take these, in the afternoon, you're going to take these, um, or we can write those things out, you know, and those are, again, things that you can do with your primary care doctor so that they can help you figure out exactly when you're supposed to be having, you know, these medications and also the volume of pills. Like if you've got all of them, you know, that you're taking in the morning, sometimes that's overwhelming and can be difficult to take so, so many pills. Um, But again, also, like Dr. Copeland was saying, sometimes we can reduce, you know, try to avoid medications that could be inadvertently causing side effects. You know, um, again, with the supplements and the -the over-the-counters, sometimes I've had patients bring in, like, duffel bags, you know, (laughs) very (laughs) large amounts of, and it's all supplements and herbals, and, oh, these are fine because they're over-the-counter, and that's not always the case. So I completely agree that bringing those bottles in is a very important thing to do so that your doctor's aware of what medications you're on and how they might interact with some of the other supplements that you're taking.
1: And then one of the things you said to me the other day off the air uh, talking about being sure that you take your medication is the patient will say, oh, Dr. Uh, Charles, uh, I I take everything, not a problem. And then you notice the pill bottle is full.
2: I mean, I, that's technically one of the reasons we want them, all the patients to bring in their pill bottles too, because sometimes say the blood pressure is just out of control and, you know, we are having a very hard time managing it. And then they bring in their bottle of blood pressure pills and it's from three months ago and it's full. Right. You know, we, all, all I can do is math, you know, <laughs> make some assumptions <laughs> there. <laughs> one of these things doesn't match. Um, so uh it does help us, you know, to figure out. Okay, well, maybe if we, um, you know, if we're trying to give you three different medicines, but you're not actually taking any of them, maybe we can just pare it down to just one, but make sure you take it every single day, and let's see if it can do the effect that we thought we were trying to do with these other three.
1: And then the other issue is remembering whether you took them or not, which can be a challenge for some folks.
2: Absolutely. Um, Pill boxes can help a lot with that. I mean, I take one medicine and even then there are months, you know, when I get to the end of my 30 days and there's still five pills left and I thought I took it every single day. I did not miss one. And yet there they are. I mean, the evidence, you know, is exactly. in the pudding. So, um, I think we get into, um, Sometimes we're like on autopilot in the morning or, or, you know, at whatever time of the day and you think, Oh, of course I took it. Or you remember taking it, but that was yesterday. You know, I think those things are very, very common. So pill boxes that have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think are the best way in that case. If it's happening often to um, ensure that you're actually taking your medications.
1: And then Dr. Copeland speak to how important it is not to skip uh, medication. For example, If I don't take my blood thinner, uh, I'm going to end up with a blood clot and I'll die.
3: Yes, Ron, it, it is so critical to take those medications as prescribed. And if for some reason you feel like that prescription is not working for you, as Dr. Charles is talking about, if maybe you're having side effects or maybe you've just heard some bad things from your friends or on the internet about that type of med and you're scared to take it, that's the time to not just stop it, but call your primary care doc, sit down, have a discussion about it, talk about your fears and what's worrying you. I think a lot of us are a little intimidated to have that discussion, but your primary care doctor is there to partner with you and to support you. So take the opportunity. Don't be scared to ask those questions um, the doctors are there for that purpose.
1: And, and then another issue that occurs, uh, especially when folks get together, socialize, and, and they're not doing it as much now because of COVID, uh, but when they'd socialize at senior centers and elsewhere, uh, swapping medications, where they show up at your office and you look at a bottle and you say, well, this isn't yours. Well, when I know, Mrs. Jones takes it, said it really worked for her, so she gave me some.
3: Oh, yeah. That's definitely not a good idea <laughs> for multiple reasons. Um, you know, sometimes it can be actually the wrong medication and you don't even realize it. Um, the other piece, though, too, is that um, it's hard to know um, how your prescriptions are are being managed and your doctor is looking at that prescription pickup information, too, to understand if what they're giving you is helping you or if you need a different prescription. Right. So For all those reasons, never a good idea to take someone else's medication.
1: Now, before we run out of time, uh, an issue that uh, certainly affects people of every age, but mostly seniors, and that's falls. And I know, Dr. Copeland, it's something you spend a lot of time worrying about and thinking about.
3: That's right. And, you know, as we know, falls, when our body goes to the ground and we haven't even been pushed, they can be very, very dangerous and this is counter to what a lot of people say but it is a not it is not a normal part of aging to start falling so if you feel like you're scared you're about to fall you're at risk to fall you have fallen don't just take that as a normal part of aging speak to your doctor at least once a year if not more often about why you may be falling there could be a medical reason something with diabetes something with a vitamin deficiency other things that are going on in your body Uh, talk to them about how to prevent falls maybe you need to get rid of some throw rugs that could trip you or maybe get a nightlight so you can see better at night when you get up to maybe go to the restroom and lastly there are a lot of treatments that people don't realize to help prevent falls Physical therapy, certain exercises, even a cane or a walker, we don't think of that as a treatment, but that is an outstanding treatment to prevent falls, which I'm sure Dr. Charles, you've seen it in your practice too, tons of folks who said, I don't need that cane, I'm not going to fall, and then a week later they fall, and now they have a broken hip, and now it's a really serious situation. Absolutely,
2: we do see that, you know, quite frequently, and so I know that we are actively trying to screen patients, you know, like you said, at least once a year in the office with just first of all, starting with asking that question, like, are you scared of falling? Have you had any falls, Um, um, you know, have you um, had any issues with balance, you know, that you're concerned about? Are you needing an assistance device? Do you need a cane? Do you need a walker? Those are things that we can help with if needed. Um, And then we've got some other, you know, very quick tests that can be done in the office, like a timed get up and go, where you sit a patient down and you mark a line about 10 feet away and you tell them to stand up and they have to walk to the line and walk back and you time them and see how long that takes and if they don't fall within the right time frame, That could mean that they're at a much higher risk for a fall and therapy. Well, that's interesting, therapy. Mm-hmm.
1: that's cool. I like that. So yeah. one last thing, Dr. Copeland, uh, many of us are gonna get a survey in the mail if we are uh, Medicare uh, members, patients, uh, health health outcomes survey. What is that all about and why should we fill it out?
3: Uh, sure. So CMS or Medicare, they send the survey out via mail or by phone once a year. And what the survey does is it helps Medicare understand what we do well in our clinics and where we can improve. So I encourage all of our patients, please, 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 Take the survey if you get it. It is confidential. It is voluntary, of course, but it really helps us know if we are doing a great job of helping you to improve your mental and physical health, which is obviously one of the huge reasons why we're all in healthcare is to make sure that folks have their best possible health.
1: And is that part of how a clinic can get a five-star rating?
3: Yes, that's exactly right. It's so important that Medicare actually puts it into the rating system that shows the level of care that you're getting with your provider.
1: So fill it out. It's called the Health Outcomes Survey. And and when does it go out?
3: It's between August and November. So if you get that, please take it. It really does make a difference.
1: Well, I really appreciate you being with us. and, uh, And thank you so much for your time, Dr. Copeland. And thanks for having me. Oh, sure. For Dr. Marisa Charles, uh, delighted to have this show. Delighted to be with you, Marisa. And again, Dr. Copeland, thank you very much. I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today on WellMed Radio.
0: Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio. Let me be straight with you. This is a radio commercial for three small business insurance. The policy has no fine print. It's clear what's covered. So while you can't see the following scene, just know that this pet store is protected by three. Joe, did you leave the snake tank open? Look, I don't want to point fingers, but yes. It's fighting me. sir. I'm calling my lawyer. They're going to need some help with this mess. Luckily, they have three. No fine print, just exceptional coverage. Three is a product of Berkshire Hathaway Direct Insurance Company. Three. No nonsense, just common sense.